Welcome back to The Buzz, where we talk about all things economic development. And I'm here with Bernie Maybank. And today, Bernie, we're talking about economic development and golf. Do you play golf at all? No, I'm not a golfer. Um, but uh, So when I go to a lot of these conferences, I take files with me because everybody goes and plays golf afterwards. You get some work done. Uh, right. Well, maybe should we add a mojito into this conversation <laughs> just to kind of balance things out? I do drink a mojito, however. <laughs> well... I don't know if Brantley Strickland drinks mojitos or not. We'll have to ask him about that. He's our guest today. Brantley is Senior Project Manager at South Carolina Regional Development Alliance. And since joining the alliance in 2015, Strickland has worked with companies big and small, uh, bringing home more than $500 million of capital investment and 2,000 jobs to the seven-county region there. He's one of only 60 people in South Carolina to earn advanced accreditation as a South Carolina Certified Economic Developer. So thank you for being here, Brantley. Easy for me to say this morning. Uh, no, thanks, guys. I'm excited to be here. Brantley's also a part of the South Carolina Economic Developers Association, and he's on the PR team there. And uh, so I've gotten to know you a little bit there as well. Before we get to the, the big event that's coming up with SCADA, um, can you give us a little bit of background about uh, the Alliance and kind of how it works in the economic development space? Sure. So, you know, Southern Carolina Alliance, of course, we're down here in the southern part of the state, um, you know, represents seven counties, uh, Barnwell, Bamberg, Allendale, Hampton, Colleton, Jasper, and uh, most recently Beaufort. Um, we just celebrated our 25th anniversary uh, last year. Um, kind of was, was born as the Tri-County Alliance when um, textiles went away in the 90s and then also um, Savannah Riverside, uh, you know, amped down production, so to speak. And uh, that was kind of the genesis of SCA. Um, you know, we got some federal money as kind of a, a seed for our organization. And then we were chartered with um, going out and trying to fill the void uh, that those jobs that had left us. Um, so uh, had a great year last year, actually a, a record year for us. Um, I know everybody else was up as we were kind of coming out of the pandemic. But, um, you know, we closed 18 projects, uh, which is, you know, the most we've ever done in the seven counties. And um, actually had 119 site visits, which was up about 170 percent from our COVID year. And um, but, you know, not just a COVID year, um, it was up about 70% from a normal year. Uh, if you look at what we did in 18 and 19 and uh, feel like, you know, we got those got those folks in front of us um, in person and, you know, we were able to make something happen in a lot of cases. And Danny Black is your esteemed leader, correct? He is, and he is the only esteemed leader that SCA has had in its history. <laughs> uh, started as a loaned executive from SRS when we started, and uh, he just decided he'd stay. It came back fall and I worked for Governor Campbell together. That would have been a few years ago, of course. Um, so tell us how things have changed over your time there. And, you know, we started to see agribusiness start picking up in, in the state. Um, when you're talking about site visits and recruitment, where are you all thinking? Well, so a, a lot of what we've seen, at least lately, um, has been very agribusiness focused. Um, you know, of course, we had the the big announcement um, about a year ago out in Early Branch with the Agriculture Technology Campus, um, you know, 1,500 jobs, an uh, opportunity to be a game changer for the region. But, you know, since then, we've 
We've seen. Now, let me interrupt you. That was like the second or third biggest announcement in all of South Carolina for that year, wasn't it? Yeah, jobs wise, um, was actually number one, and then I believe mm -hmm. second for uh, capital investment. So you know that's a, a large undertaking, and you know continuing to to work with those folks, um, you know, to get up and going out of the industrial part. And Brantley, one of the things that we've discussed along the way and it became really apparent uh, during the pandemic is kind of bridging, bridging the digital divide. Obviously, rural areas uh, needed to be connected and not just for we saw it a lot with education and kids going to school, but also has that been a battle along the way in getting some bigger employers to look at rural areas? And, and if so, um, there's a lot of good news surrounding that now, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it has certainly been a battle, um, but I think that um, we're making some progress there. I know that um, you know, Bernie's firm actually helped us uh, with some incentives for the uh, local electric cooperative that partnered with another cooperative in the area um, that is, you know, laying broadband down as we speak. Um you know, this area, particularly when we got into the pandemic, it showed a, a big divide over the haves and have nots when it comes to, um, you know, broadband access. Um, I would say not so much felt on the company side um, as far as decisions being made, because, you know, often those areas, you know, do have access to fiber and we have, you know, strategically done that. But on a quality of life side, um, you know, if somebody's deciding to live in the community or if their kids have to go to school digitally, um, if people are going to be working from home, uh, like we saw a lot, um, that's, you know, certainly been a factor and, you know, trying to make it better every day. What are some of the other uh, things that you're confronting as you start moving forward and, and hopefully moving out of the pandemic, uh, the, the timing here? And of course, workforce is always probably number one, you know, being able to hire people. Uh, I mean, there's no question. I mean, that's um, I think if you ask any economic developer in the state what, you know, the number one hurdle is right now or, you know, what's at the top of every company and site consultants list, um, it's workforce. Um, I think one area where, um, you know, we are actually well positioned down here is a lot of our communities have folks that are, you know, driving to bigger communities often some days to go. Right. And, uh, you know, we've, you know, we've got that outflow data, that leakage data that we often, you know, confront companies with, um, you know, I think there's an opportunity to bring some of those folks back in our region. Um, but, you know, certainly the, the shortage is everywhere. Um, it's the elephant in the room for economic developers. And, you know, it's, usually pretty good to get out in front of that instead of waiting for it to come bite you. Are you working with apprenticeship programs and, and different workforce development programs to try to fill some of those gaps? We do. Um, you know, we've got a close working relationship with Apprenticeship South Carolina, um, you know, Ready SC, of course, which is run through the technical college system. And then um, also, you know, our region is, is so expansive. Um, we actually work with two different COGS uh, on workforce. Well, in speaking of the South Carolina Economic Developers Association, it's been great to start getting folks back in person uh, and seeing folks there as well. Um, you are involved with a big event coming up with Emerging Leaders. Can you tell us both about the Emerging Leaders program and, and what you're up to? Sure. So the, um, so the Emerging Leaders uh, program in SCEDA used to be branded, the, um, I believe, the Young Professionals. 
Um, you know, we uh, went through a rebrand right through right before COVID and then kind of got shut down as far as doing events and things of that nature. Um, in January, you know, our, our president, Richard Blackwell, came to me and, and uh, I guess deputized me, appointed me to, um, you know, to chair the Emerging Leaders Committee. And, you know, the idea of SCED Emerging Leaders is that, you know, we need to get younger folks involved in economic development. Um, but, you know, economic development is going to look a lot different in the next 10, 15 years. It's going to be a little bit younger. It's going to be more diverse. Um, so that's what we really try to promote. Um, with the event that's coming up on the 30th, um, we are hosting a uh, golf and networking opportunity at Kyoto Club in Sumter. Um, luckily, had a good relationship working there, and uh, it's a very exclusive club. Thanks a lot of appeal for you know folks to come play golf there. Um, but of course, the goal is um, you know to connect the younger folks with some of the more seasoned folks, and we're going to do the pairings accordingly, um, so that you'll enjoy a nice day of golf and uh, you know hopefully learn a little bit something you know learn a little something from your partners out there. So would you consider me the younger group or the seasoned group? I think you're seasoned, Bernie. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, and Jay Schwedler and the folks in Sumter, they've got some great stories to tell in that area as well when it comes to economic development. Yeah, they do. They, they've done a great job. Um, and I'm, you know, excited to uh, get back to Sumter, actually. You know, hadn't been there a number of years. I understand with some of the stuff they've done downtown. Um, and then also with this um, club opening up, I know that it was uh, formerly the Sumter Country Club, I guess, and there's been a, a multi-million dollar revitalization done there. Um, the club is built around philanthropic endeavors as well. Um, so, of course, you, you know, you're going to keep the club running, obviously, but all of their profits, so to speak, um, are reinvested back in the community. So uh, with them being kind enough to let us come play and hold our event, uh, we're going to donate all of the mulligan money uh, to <laughs> the Kyoto Foundation um, to help support them. And uh, we really appreciate them partnering with us. That's great. Um, when people are watching this and if some younger folks are, are listening and thinking, man, that sounds like fun, I want to get involved, a um, little bit nervous, I'm not as seasoned as these folks, what would you tell some of the younger people that might be interested? Well, you know, fun is going to be the name of the game. Um, you know, that's, that's what I'd tell them first off. Um, as far as, you know, getting involved, getting registered, um, all the information is on the schedule website, just like you'd register for the annual conference or the, the mid-year meeting or anything like that. Um, you can find that at SCEDA.org. Um, any questions, you know, you can certainly look me up. Um, I've also got uh, four others that are on my committee with me. Uh, to try to pull this thing off. I want to mention them, uh, Kara Souls from MBCon Construction, uh, Dalton Williams, who's the executive director in Union County, uh, Tessa Failer from Carlisle and Associates, and uh, Julius Weathers from THS Contractors. So I've assembled my team with a bunch of rock stars that are a lot better <laughs> than me. So that's been my strategy. For folks looking to get into this field, how did it work for you? You were a journalist. How did you make that, that leap? Well, you know, strangely enough, I always tell people I, I just I answered a newspaper ad. <laughs> strange <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, so I, I had been a, a journalist for um, about 10 years, um, was the managing editor of a little weekly paper in Walterboro, the Press and Standard, and was also the sports editor of the Times and Democrat in Orangeburg. 
um, I got to the point where I just felt like, um, you know, maybe the future of the newspaper industry wasn't what it once was. Um, I think I've actually timed that right um, with some of the stuff that's gone on since then. But no, I, I answered a, an ad in the paper um, to think about coming to work for Southern Carolina Alliance. And um, it's been a great fit. I say that uh, there's a lot of parallels between journalism and economic development and that you have to learn to be discreet with some of your information. Sometimes you have to build relationships with sources and, you know, in this case, allies. Um, and then it's also, it's, it's a people profession. You know, people are making these decisions, um, you know, just like you would be um, working with people at a newspaper or a TV station, what, you know, what have you, you're working with people in economic development. And that's uh, something that I've always enjoyed. And networking's a big part of that as well, as far as, uh, getting involved and climbing the ladder. Sure. And, uh, you know, and part of that for me has been, um, you know, doing things through SCEDA and uh, pairing up with people you don't know to go play golf and, um, you know, go into some of these things. So I would encourage um, anybody that's getting into the profession to put themselves out there. It might um, involve breaking your comfort zone a little bit sometimes, uh, but I think you're going to bear fruit from that. Well, before we let you go, uh, what does the year ahead look like? Can you let us in on any secrets? You know, can you break anything here, break some news for us? Well, I, I can't break anything for you. It's a little bit different than what I used to do. Uh, but, I, you know, I can say, you know, certainly from Southern Carolina Alliance's standpoint, um, looking forward to another great year. Uh, we're super busy. Um, activity is, um, you know, trucking right along. The pipeline is full. Uh, had a site visit yesterday. Um, so I think, you know, more good stuff coming from this direction. Well, let me know if anybody needs a lawyer. I'm still accepting new clients. We certainly will. <laughs> and then what about reshoring? Um, you know, there was a lo loads of talk that it, 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 it actually started happening yet. Are you actually seeing European companies saying we need to, to build a United States plant? You know, we've seen the trend, uh, but, you know, particularly in this area, what we've seen a lot of is, you know, people that exist already domestically that want a presence on the East Coast. Um, you know, we have seen a little bit of folks looking that are already on the West Coast that are coming this direction and talking to folks like us. Um, as far as the, you know, the European reshoring, uh, haven't seen a ton of that in this area, though, um, but certainly a lot of folks domestically um, that want to be on the East Coast, whether that's, you know, to avoid supply chain disruptions or, um, you know, to be able to communicate better with their counterparts in Europe with the time difference. Um, we've seen a good bit of that. And so the land cost in the low country in Greenville have gotten extremely high. Charleston, Berkeley, Greenville, Spartanburg. Is that... Is that helping y'all a lot in economic development in your counties? It has, um, you know, particularly um, we've got one area, Jasper County right now, that's very hot, um, you know, with developer activity um, down in Hardyville, uh, right across the river from Savannah. Um, you know, the market in Savannah, Georgia is just crazy right now. I was talking to a realtor friend of mine a few weeks ago, and he said they're, you know, 98% occupancy on their warehouse space. So, what we've seen is a lot of that is spilling over the river um, into some of the sites that we've been working to develop for years in Hardyville. 
And, um, you know, now we're, you know, getting into that working with private developers, um, you know, to put up speculative space and some of it's being occupied as soon as it can come out of the ground. And we're working with Silverman on a hundred million dollar project in, uh, in Jasper County along those same lines. Thought you might bring that up. We're <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Brantley Strickland is Senior Project Manager at South Carolina Regional Development Alliance. Appreciate you being here. I hope the golf tournament, sunny skies, perfect conditions. And normally I wouldn't say I hope you have a lot of mulligans, but I do since it's going to a good cause. I would encourage you to buy some mulligans. And um, also we've got a, a pretty special trophy um, that we're going to unveil in the coming weeks. Um, it's not your traditional golf trophy, so I will tease that. Interesting. Is it your face on it? Face is not on it, but it, it might be. Um, it might be something that you could wear. Uh, you know, maybe around your waist to signify that you're a champion. Interesting. All right. Well, we need you back. Maybe sporting the whatever it is. <laughs> One last question, Spencer Rattler. How is he going to play out at South Carolina? Hey, I think he's going to be great. Um, yeah, the, the Gamecocks are on their way up, and I wouldn't have felt comfortable saying that uh, probably for the last five or six years. Yep. All right. Um, I'm, I'm thinking there are some Clemson fans throwing things at their computer right now, but I, I don't know. I'm not going to go as far as to, to uh, break out a Todd Ellisism that all of them are familiar <laughs> with. I do think the Gamecocks are up in the world. I won't comment on Clemson. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm loving the helmet behind you. Thanks again, Brantley, for your time today. And thank you for joining us on The Buzz. We hope to see you next time. Have a great day, everybody.